0: Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Campus Rush podcast. We know that this episode today is going to bless your life and take your vision to the next level. We hope that you can share it, subscribe, and be a part of what God is doing right here at Carlton University, around the world, at Campus Rush. Four years ago, God spoke to us to start this ministry. Uh, and when we started this work, um, I didn't necessarily know how things were going to go. I didn't know what God was trying to do with us. Um, I think, is my mom still here? Okay, she's not here. Okay, all right, cool. I'm gonna tell you all of the secrets, and so I'm joking. She knows everything, and so uh, four years ago, uh, we 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 started this ministry, uh, and simply it was just God breathing on us. Um, I I come from, of course, a, a you know a Bible believing ministerial home, and uh, live my life always in the church. Many of you know my testimony. I lived in the church. Uh, you know, born in the church, uh, slept in the church, did homework in the church, grew up in the church, but I never understood why I was coming to church. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I never really understood why I was actually coming to church. I just came because if you didn't come, you're going to get beat. Like, you have to come to church. Like, that's just what it is. That's what, that's what you do. And... Um, Came to church, never really knew God, never knew why Uh, we had to come to church, never knew uh, what God was trying to do. I always played music. I was in the band. I played guitar. I did all these stuff. Uh, But I never knew why I was doing it. I never knew why I worshiped. I never knew why uh, we had to come before God. Like, why do we have to raise our hands? Why do we, like, I don't understand this thing. Like, to me, it's like, you're wasting your time by being here. I don't understand. We could be doing other things. We could be watching basketball. We could be watching, you know, the amount of All-Star Weekends I missed because I was in church. All, all night prayers. You can't miss the skills competition. Then the All Star game. You have Sunday night service. I missed so much growing up because I was meant to be in the church. Now I thank God for it because it's made me who I am today. Uh, but there, there's some things that happened when I was growing up. I went into high school, fell into a lot of insecurity. wasn't insecure was wasn't secure in who God had created me to be. Uh, you know, I started just just acting out a bit, doing all wild type of stuff. I'm not too wild, but wild enough. And, you know, just just getting involved in what I shouldn't be getting involved in. I went to university. It kind of worsened. It got deeper. I got into parties. I started throwing a lot of events, parties. Uh, You know, I just love the club life, going out, having a good time. That was who I am. Life of the party. I walk into the place. It's going to be a party. That's just what it is. It was a fun time. It was great. Um, Doing my thing, living my life. One day I come to church here on this stage. My dad's spiritual father is here and he's praying for the family because it's Pastor's Appreciation Day. And as he's praying for the family, he's laying hands on everybody. Then he gets to me and he's like, I release the apostolic anointing upon this boy. And I'm sitting there, and I'm on my knees, literally, and I'm just like, this guy's messing up my hair. Like, I took so long to put it together, and this man's hand is imprinting into my curls. And, uh, y'all ain't ready. I'm to trying, trying to be transparent today. That's what I was thinking. Like, this guy's big old hand just in my curls. Like, you no know, longer took me to curl sponges. And You know, just... Anyways, so... <laughs> so, I'm actually, I had waves. I had waves back then. My hair wasn't longer yet. And so... You know, he's laying hands on me. I'm just like, what is this guy talking about? Truth, truth, truth be told, I was a little bit hungover. I went out last night, the night before. I was a little bit hungover. I came here, and I'm there, and, you know, he's laying hands on me, and I'm just like, yo, I don't understand what's going on right now, but whatever. I leave these doors. I'm driving with my brother. We're driving. Hey, devil, don't want you to hear this, but God is going to say what he has to say through me tonight. (laughs) Plane can't stop me. Microphone can't stop me. I'll use my voice. We are going to do it. Uh, so we leave these very doors, uh, we're driving, I'm driving in my whip, I'm with my bro, we're just like, yeah, service, hey, it was cool, it was cool, whatever. We picked up Nando's, you know, it's after church, we're hungry, we don't want to cook, right? My mom's not trying to cook, I'm not trying, you know. I... Anyways, so we <laughs> start driving, we get to Baseline and Mariville. anybody know where that is? Baseline and Maryville, the intersection right there. I get to that intersection, and for the first time in my life, trust me, I've never heard the voice of God ever in my life. And for the first time in my life, I hear the voice of God. And no, it wasn't like a, my son. No, it wasn't like that. It wasn't dramatic. It wasn't, my son, I am calling you. It was literally the biggest tug on my heart and the loudest voice in my ear. And it was simply this. I'm sending you to Carleton University to start a church. And from there, I will showcase you to the world. Go. That was it. I'm thinking to myself. Who is talking to me? I'm looking around, I'm like, yo, bro, did you say anything? My brother's like, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't say anything. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm in my car, I hear this voice. And I become shook at the voice of God. Has anybody ever been in that place where God tells you his vision for your life, but you think it's so big that you begin to go into the shell? Like, how can I do what God is telling me to do? Now, I I said all I was going to say to paint this image. I look at myself. I'm like, I'm a party guy. Everybody knows me on campus as the guy who's throwing events. How am I going to now be the one who's carrying the Bible and telling people about Jesus? Like, take that in. I'm like, how am I gonna do this? I turned to my brother. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. He wasn't prof back then. He was just, yo. I'm like, yo, Ralph. I'm like, God is telling me to start a church. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know if it's God. I don't know who it is, but somebody is telling me to start a church on Carlton. He looked at me. He's like, yo, I'm 100% down. I'm like, yo. The one person I expect to discourage me at least to be like, nah, 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 that's not you. We know that's not you. He's the one that's telling me, let's do this thing, I'm down. I start going to Ryan's house, I go to a whole bunch of my friend's house, and everybody's like, I'm down 100%. But I didn't understand that as I agreed to that and I submitted my will and my life to that, that was the beginning of God working such an incredible miracle in my life. And I'm here to prophesy upon you that whatever God has worked in my life, He's going to work in your life. That as you're leaving this service tonight, that God is going to work even a better miracle in your life. He's going to work a transformative miracle in your life. If you believe that, put your hands together. I didn't understand, I didn't know, Pastor Ryan, that that was the beginning of God moving in my life. That's when God began to actually move in my life. I saw so much change drastically. The things that I loved so much, I began to hate so much. I didn't want to go out anymore. I didn't want to smoke anymore. I didn't want to do these things anymore. What I wanted to do was find out how I could prepare myself for this voice that I heard, this vision, this mandate that I heard in my ear. I began to read books. I started reading my word. I didn't know anything in the word. It said John three sixteen, Matthew 1. That's all I knew. And John 1. I knew no scriptures, but God is telling me to be a pastor. I start reading the Bible. I start reading things. I'm like, I got to know. If somebody tells, asks me a question, I have no idea how to answer it. I start reading my word, getting into my word, getting into things. And that was the beginning of God moving in my life. I came here with a simple message today. I want to preach for the next 10 minutes to you on a subject I entitled, When God Moves. When God Moves. Can you you say that after me? Say, When God Moves. One more time. When God Moves. I want to speak to you from this perspective and there is no better way than to start by showing you how God began to move in my life. When God begins to move, he moves through so many different ways. He can move through people to bless you. That's number one. He can move through his word when you read it. His written word is Logos. number two. He reads through his rhema word when the Logos becomes living number three. He moves through his spirit number four. God can move through so many ways to touch your life so many different facets God can speak through people he can speak through things he can speak through a tv show he can speak through a movie he can speak through anything for me God spoke to my ear and he said I'm calling you he began to speak to me one-on-one and called me for this move I have four main points for you I want to speak it over you declare it over you and then I'm going to get out of your way tonight The first thing I want you to understand is this is that when God begins to move in your life, one of the very first things that He'll do is He'll begin to change your name. One of the very first things that happens is that God begins to change your name. If you're taking notes, write them down. God begins to number one, He begins to change your name. It's the first thing. When God begins to move in your life, He changes your life. Let's look in the Bible. People want Bible? Let's do Bible. You go to Jacob. Look at Jacob in the Bible. Bible says that as he began to wrestle with the angel, we're talking about Genesis 32 around there. As he begins to wrestle with the angel, when he comes out of the cave, the Bible says that his name was no longer Jacob, but his name was now Israel. When you begin to allow God to move in your life, one of the very first things he does, he changes your name, your title. God can't keep you at the same place. He can't keep you with the same name because everybody will address you by the same thing. He has to change your name so everybody has no choice but to address you by the new you. I'm preaching and I'm prophesying to somebody tonight that your name is going to change. Let's look. No, 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 no. I said that your name is going to change tonight. Now, let 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 me break this down. Your name describes who you are. Your name describes what you do so when God is saying that he wants to move in your life to change your name it means he wants to change everything about you he wants to change what people refer to you as if you look at Jacob the bible says he was a trickster he was a fraudster he was a 419 guy he was a guy nobody if you said look up look down he's not the guy to trust but God began to change his name and out of his lineage and his loins became the 12 tribes of Israel I'm prophesying to somebody here your life looks like it's nothing right now you're watching me online right now these people are with me i'm speaking to the people online right now you're saying how can god use me my name is jacked up my name is messed up i'm a party boy i'm nothing i'm worthless god is saying out of your loins i am going to make you a great nation i prophesy to you tonight that what god is going to do is going to shock the whole world because he's planting something in you that will not be able to be stopped in you if you believe it shout yes god is on the move God is on the move. He's changing the fabric of your name. He wants people to have no choice but to refer to you as a millionaire. He, he wants people to have no choice but to be able to call you the one who is successful, not the one who's going to lose, but the one who is successful. I prophesied to five people, you will be a success. I said, you will be a success. Everybody in your family might have failed, but as for you, because you're in this house, you will succeed. You have no room to fail. You have no room to falter. You shall succeed because God is on the move. Oh God is on the move. Please be seated. God is on the move. He's on the move. I, I gotta, I gotta rush this away. The second thing that God does when He's on the move, when God moves in your life, the second thing He does, the first thing is that He changes what your your name. So he changes what. The second thing He does, He changes your title. There's a difference. They can change my name from calling me, you know, it's funny when I was in a, when I was elementary school, high school, they called me Ruel. That was my first name. It, it was. That's my first name. <laughs> it's my government name. It's my govy. You know, that was what it is. It's my government name. So, Ruel. That's what people call me. But when I got to university, everybody's like, oh, Kofi, 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 Kofi. And it started confusing people to the point whereby, uh, you know, in class, they would call me, they'd be like, is Ruel here? And it'd be like, we don't have anybody in this class named Ruel. And I'd be like, yeah, actually. <laughs> That's my name though. You see, so <laughs> God can change your name from Ruel to Kofi, from Jacob to Israel, from Saul to Paul. He can change your name from different things. But when God begins to change your title, what it does, is it, it gives people no choice but to address you by what God has done in you. Oh, my gosh. So now it's no longer Kofi, but there is another prefix before it there was a see because now God had to change something about my title it was no longer I'm just changing your name from being a party boy Kofi the party boy no now it's Kofi the church boy now it's not just Kofi the church boy but it's Kofi the pastor you see when God begins to move in your life not only does he change your name but he changes your title there have been some titles people have given to you some people have told you oh that's that person that's James he's the drug dealer that's this person he's loose that's that person she won't make it I prophesy to your title is changing tonight i said your title is changing tonight my god i don't have a church here i thought i should have saved this for london the way you're behaving is like you don't want me to be preaching tonight i said that god is going to change your title your title your title your title your title your title title is changing for some of you it's by faith that you have to begin to decree upon yourself decree upon yourself people call you oh man that's that person she's not rich she's poor you have to begin to call yourself by the successful business CEO you have to begin to refer to yourself as one who makes a difference in this life begin to refer to yourself as you are a lender not a borrower that you are the one oh my goodness who am I talking to begin to refer to yourself as the one who is making it in life the one that's not going to die the one that is made alive in Christ I feel apostolic tonight please be seated. You look in the Bible. You see there was a man in the Bible. Oh my goodness. And his name, his name was Peter if you look at it in the Bible his name was Peter what God began to do God began to change his position the Bible says in Acts 2 that as the apostles were in the upper room they were praying waiting because the Bible said Jesus told them wait in Jerusalem until the helper comes until you receive anointing from on high don't start doing ministry until you have the grace for the ministry so he told the disciples he told the apostles wait in the upper room so Acts 2 we find ourselves just follow with me I'm paraphrasing tonight we don't have much time Acts 2 we find ourselves they're in the upper room they're praying, they're praying they're praying they're praying they're praying then all of a sudden tongues of fire begin to fall upon the heads of all of those who are there now this is what happens as tongues of fire begin to fall down the bible says that peter the apostle the one who denied jesus three times he becomes filled with unknown tongues yes he begins he gets filled with unknown tongues then what begins to happen is this is that he begins to speak out in unknown tongues so much that those who were coming from other places because it was a pentecost it was it was a, it was a it was an event and all the jews had to come to jerusalem they were hearing their own language now how can one spirit come and fall upon many people but yet one person's title changed and that person's name was peter all of a sudden peter began to preach so much so that five thousand people were saved at one sermon 5,000 men and uh, not even women 5,000 men were changed and their lives were transformed by one message that Peter preached and all of a sudden because of an event because God began to move in his life what begins to happen is that now they refer to him as apostle Peter now he's a man because his title had changed because God began to move in their life so if you want your title to change then you have to be able to allow God to move in your life so we find peter here and now he's no longer just peter the fisherman now he's peter the apostle you know, the Bible even says, if I can take it a little deeper, the Bible even says that as they were questioning Jesus when they arrested him and as Peter was standing behind, if we go back a little further back in, in, in the gospels, you'll begin to see that right before they crucified Jesus, when Peter was standing and he denied Jesus, all of them came around and all of them said, are you not the one who spent time with Jesus? Are you not the one who was around Jesus? Are you not the one who spent time? The thing about it is that when God begins to change and move in your life, you can't hide what he's doing. You can't hide the work God is doing. If God is moving in your life, people will smell it on you. They will see it on you. They will see that now God is moving in this guy's life in a different way. Man, I've come to prophesy to five people here tonight that you in this place, by the time you leave here, your fragrance and cologne is gonna change. The cologne you're gonna be wearing is called the presence of God because you spent time with Jehovah, you spent time with Jesus, that by the time you walk up there, people will have no choice but to refer to you different. Why? Because your title is changing. Give me one second, guys. Because God is moving. Please be seated. I've got two more for you. I'll let you go. When God moves in your life, when he begins to move, I love this one so much. When God begins to move in your life, he makes the impossible possible. He makes what seems impossible possible. Somebody say, impossible, made possible. possible. Everybody say, "Impossible." impossible, made possible. When God begins to work in your life, when he begins to move in your life, like seriously, God is changing things, he's breaking things through his spirit, through his word, through people, through whatever it is, whatever means that he's using to move in your life, what begins to happen is that all of a sudden, what was now impossible becomes possible. If you look at the scriptures, and I'm paraphrasing, you begin to see that when angel Gabriel came to Mary, Mary said, how will I become pregnant for I know no man, and the angel said, the spirit of the Lord the holy spirit will come upon you and you'll be able to conceive a child now let's break this down how can somebody who's never slept with nobody now be pregnant the bible says it's the spirit of god the bible says it's the holy spirit mary knew no man joseph had not slept with her but yet she became pregnant with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because the spirit of God began to move in her life. When God begins to move in your spirit and in your life, even a dead womb has no choice but to be fruitful. You didn't hear me. When God begins to move in your life, even a dead idea has no choice but to catch fire. A dead business has no choice but to be made alive when God begins to move in your life the grades that were terrible have no choice but now to be good grades when God begins to move in your life what was down now is coming up what was dead comes to life what was not is now is when God begins to move in your life everything that people said couldn't be done is now done the impossible is made possible pastor Ryan and 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 this is what I love so much and this is my final point I'm finishing I don't want to take your time too much tonight this is my final point for tonight you can be up on your feet I'm finishing Number four, when God moves in your life, I love this so much. He ignites the purpose of those who are around you. When God begins to move in your life, he ignites the purpose of those who are around you. Let me break this down so you can get this. All right. John, please come. Let's do it on stage so people can see it. Why don't you come? Pastor Ryan, would you come real quick for me? So I want you to stand here with me. Just come, just come. Stand here, you stand over there. So this is what is happening, all right? Can I have uh, uh, that jacket or that jacket right there? Just bring me that jacket. Whichever, thank you so much. And give me another jacket if you could. I want you to hold this in your belly, all right? I want you to hold this in your belly, all right? Now this is what happens. The Bible said this, why don't you guys move it over here for a second. The Bible says this, the Bible says, that as we're reading this as we're going through this exegesis we're learning this that when God begins to move in your life what was impossible is now possible so now we have two scenarios here and I want to now glue it together for you all right this is what happens that the spirit of God came upon Mary she couldn't bear a child because she knew no man but yet the spirit of God came so all of a sudden she became pregnant with this, this is going to be your belly for now all right she became pregnant with something on the inside of her an idea she became pregnant with a vision she became pregnant with with good grades she became pregnant with something that people said could not be infiltrated she became pregnant with it there's some people here you're walking with a pregnancy all you need is a due date and I've come to prophesy to you that if the devil has stolen your due date tonight we release your due date there's some people walking around here and you're pregnant with destiny you're pregnant with breakthrough I'm not here to preach to everybody I missed my flight just to preach to one person here that there is something on the inside of you if you know you're that person I want she does shout, yes! There is something, there is an idea that's burning. There is a passion that is burning. There is a promise that is burning. That the devil tried to steal away. The devil tried it, but he couldn't because the way it came wasn't natural. The way it came was supernatural. And if the devil wants to fight in the supernatural, that means he's fighting God. And the last I checked, God has never lost a battle. He is victorious. The last I check, my God doesn't lose. My God always wins. so this is what happens Mary is now pregnant she's no nomad but by supernatural auspices she now becomes pregnant now Elizabeth has now also come pregnant she's now also carrying a vision but the one thing about her vision is that her vision is here but her vision is kind of dormant the thing about Mary is Mary's vision is breathing, living. Mary's, bre- Mary's vision is alive. Mary has the Jesus on the inside of her. It may not show yet, but she has it. Who am I speaking to tonight? Am I speaking to you over here or you over here? Is it you in the front or you in the back? Is it you on the left or you on the right? People may not be able to see it, but it doesn't mean it's not there yet. Don't let them discredit you because they can't see that God is working in you. Just because you don't have a baby bump, just because you don't have a vision yet, just because it has not come yet, just because it has not shown yet, doesn't mean it's not there. just because your vision has not yet reached millions does not mean your vision is not alive there is still a talk show host on the inside of you there is still a future oprah in fact you will surpass oprah don't worry let people laugh today it's because they don't know that you are pregnant yet <laughs> you're not showing yet. You're not showing yet. Tap somebody say you're not showing yet. You're not showing you're not showing You're not showing. You're not showing the vision is there God is moving the vision is there, but you're not showing yet You know and sometimes it's better. They don't know Uh Oh Because if they do know some people will pretend to be your destiny helper but will end up pushing you down the stairs because they can't be around somebody who is more successful than them I came to preach to somebody tonight I came to preach my heart out tonight to let you know that whatever the devil tried it it's not gonna work if he tried to steal your joy it is not gonna work he tried to steal everything it won't work somebody shout it won't work let me wrap this up let me wrap this up let me wrap. so now Mary may not be showing yet but she's carrying she's carrying she has not showing but she's carrying I can't get past this she's not showing yet but she's carrying she starts walking she's going to her aunt's house Elizabeth she's about three months pregnant she has something on the inside of her now this is where it gets interesting this is where it gets good it's because Elizabeth is showing but Mary is not Elizabeth has a a little baby bump you can tell she's pregnant her vision has maybe gotten a couple hundred thousand dollars it's it's coming up it's you know but but there's a million dollar vision here but yet nobody knows it yet it's all right just be undercover be undercover it's all good be undercover be undercover so Mary comes Elizabeth is there she's showing And the beautiful thing about this scripture, folks, is this, is that inside of Elizabeth, there was a John the Baptist. John's whole purpose was to prepare the way. Even in the womb, he knew his purpose. Even in the womb, he knew his purpose this is what happens thank you i'm in luke right now it says now indeed elizabeth your relative has also conceived a son in her old age good god that's another word i ain't go to preach it and this is now the sixth month uh, for her who has called barren okay go on for with god nothing will be impossible we're talking about when god moves the impossible becomes possible move on Move on, let's read this. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord, let it be according to you the word, and the angel departed from her, Luke, and go on and go on. Now Mary arose in the days and went into the hill country, the hasten of Judah. Go on, go on, go on. and 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 the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth she greeted her and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the 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 vision the babe the purpose the the idea the 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 babe the babe it leaked it It leaked I need somebody to jump upon your feet it's leaping it's leaping it's leaping it's leaping it's leaping it's leaping two types of people here Somebody say, preach, pastor. Say, preach, pastor. So what begins to happen is this, is now vicinity and closeness now begins to awaken something in the the aunts. Now what begins to happen is the vision that was showing now leaps for joy. And now Elizabeth is saying, how in the heck is my baby jumping at the sight of something that cannot be seen? That's because it doesn't have to be seen to be God. It doesn't have to be obvious to be God. So what is not seen and what is seen, they now meet what happens is the baby inside of Elizabeth leaps for joy and Elizabeth asks no question. She has no idea. There was no text message, there was no Instagram, there was no Snapchat like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Gabriel came, I'm pregnant, oh my. There was none of that, like there was no way to tell that Mary was pregnant. This was her first time going to see her relative and Elizabeth says blessed be unto you for what is inside of you even Elizabeth recognized the greatness that she couldn't yet see because she realized that the way the baby was leaping on the inside of her it wasn't an ordinary leap she knew that uh, the baby jumps from time to time but the baby, the way the baby is jumping now it means there's something on the inside of you I'm trying to tell you something that what you are now you are the Mary right now you are the one with the vision that nobody can see but God needs you to Go into some places, the highways and the byways, so that people around you can begin to recognize you. And get this, you won't have to say a word. They will recognize it in you. There was no conversation. The babies spoke to each other. There's some places, just let your vision speak for itself. The strength of your vision will get you into some circles and when your vision does get there when your purpose does meet there I'm telling you don't say anything let the strength of your vision because the way it happened with Mary was supernatural that's why you got to be careful about the vision that God has given you you got to make sure it's coming from God because if it's coming from you you always have to protect it but when it comes from God he protects it for you so that's why Mary didn't have to do anything she didn't have to talk about it she knew she was pregnant she knew something had entered and the confirmation was here I've come to to you tonight that whatever is in you it may not be recognized it may be delayed it may be late it may try to be defective but I prophesy that it is coming out on its due date I prophesy that what was stolen from you is now coming back to you I prophesy that God is going to set it up in such a way that people will have no choice but to recognize the move of God in you I'm speaking to dead ideas tonight, I'm speaking to dead dreams tonight, I'm speaking to people that people miscounted and, 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 and discounted and said wouldn't become anything, I'm speaking to the one person here tonight who maybe you're like me maybe everybody counted you out i'm telling you do you know the amount of friends i lost the amount of people that left me because i was carrying this word and i say i want to be a preacher man do you know how many people look to me to this day and they're like yeah, that guy's whack to this day people called me when i texted them and i texted them years ago i mean nah, i ain't care but when i texted them back then and i told them and i said listen hey how are you doing today some people will text me back and say don't kid yourself we're not friends don't text me like this don't try to be buddy buddy with me that's because when God is on the move inside of you there comes a point where the heat of God on the inside of you has no choice but to burn off the cockroaches around you I'm trying to tell you something that when it comes to God anointing you with a vision and a purpose there are some people that don't deserve to see you manifest they don't deserve it they don't deserve they're vision killers all they'll do is push you down the stairs they're trying to kill what's in you trying to kill what's in you be careful careful of the friends that are around you. Be careful of those that you call your homies your day ones. If they're your day ones, they should be acting like this. This is how you recognize your day ones. First of all, you're both pregnant with vision. Oh, That's the first thing. We we, we don't have time to be around people who are not carrying because you don't, under, you don't speak my language, you don't understand. When I say that my legs are hurting and my legs are swelling right now because the vision didn't work, I had a bad month this month, you don't understand because you're not carrying. When I say I have morning sickness in the morning because I'm pregnant and I'm carrying and this month, man, the way I thought that my creatively, my creative team would come through for me, you don't understand because you're not carrying. But when you come into the contact with somebody who's carrying something When you tell them my leg is hurting or my leg is swelling All they'll say is listen girl, I've been there Just all you have to do is put some ice on it and the swelling will go down All you have to do is talk to this person Matter of fact, I will take you to this person They will help with the swelling They will help make sure that you don't lose all your money in your business First thing, real recognize real Real recognize real First of all, you gotta be around somebody who's caring. This is how you recognize the real people around you. Secondly, when you are pregnant with something, and you see that the person that is in your circle may have beginnings of a stage but they are not yet pregnant to the point whereby we can even call it an actual pregnancy yet you're still not hating on it in fact you're looking at it and you're saying blessed be unto you for the child who is in you what you're saying is you're speaking to them and saying it may look like you're surrounded but God is surrounding your problem while you're speaking faith into your life you're speaking hope into them it looks so small you don't know it's not coming out yet but you're speaking into their life Third thing, third thing, this is how you recognize, I'm closing, this is how you recognize, real people. Real people aren't jealous of your success. Real people are not jealous of your success. They're not jealous. Mary may be looking at her baby saying, man, I'm not showing yet, but Elizabeth is six months. She's six months ahead of me. I'm not showing, but she's six months. Elizabeth, uh, Mary could easily be salty and just look and be like start poking it at it start trying to play with it because she's jealous because you're ahead of her but anybody who is in real relationship actually begins to thank God for the fact that you're carrying more than what they're carrying listen to me you don't lose anything by being nice you don't lose anything by complimenting somebody listen you have a nice shirt on today what do I lose Fact, you gain. You gain a friend. Because that's the easiest way to pick up friends. Man, you have some nice shoes. Hey bro, I love your shoes. Hey, man. Oh, but what's your number, man? What's your Instagram? Before you know it, you begin to realize this one thing that who they know now becomes who you know. Yeah, now you're connected to their network. Why? all oh, because you were so you were you weren't jealous of what their success was. You weren't jealous of what they were making. You weren't jealous of them. Thank you so much, gentlemen. I'm done. I can't even get to the main thing tonight. I didn't get to it. This was the introduction for the main text. We didn't get to it tonight. I'm talking to you about when God moves. I won't get into it, but I'll I'll just mention it quickly. When God moves, know that you cannot be stagnant. You have to move. When God moves, you have to move. That's where complacency comes. That's where idleness comes. It's good when God is moving in you, but when God is moving around you, you have to know when he's no longer with you. And now begin to find him again. Find him again. Spoke about a lot tonight, I covered a lot of ground about tons of stuff tonight spoke about tons of stuff but I just want you to pray about one thing I'll make it easy God move in me that's it move in me just move in me like just do what you want to do in me move in me move in me me. Move in me. When God is moving, you know there's four things. He changes your name, changes your title. He makes the impossible possible, and then He ignites other people's visions and their purposes because He's moving in you. So the more God moves in you, the more He does these four things. Begin to pray on that for next two minutes. God, just move in me, 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 move in me. God, move in me more. Move in me. Move in me. Move in me. Move. Move in me move in me move in me come on young people I don't hear you tonight move in me 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 move 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 in me move in me move in my heart. Move in my soul. Move in my. Move in me, God. Just move in me. 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 Move me. Move in my mind. Move in my soul. Move in my spirit. Move in me. Move in me. Move in me oh, move in. Raba move in me move in me Hareba me Hare Remando I want you to put your hands on your stomach right now right where you are pray that I'm praying for you tonight that God will give you the grace not to despise the small stages of what is in you God may be moving in you this much or moving in you this much. Either way, there is something moving. I pray for you that God's vision in you will be made alive tonight. The best miracle that you could receive is the, of course, above the miracle of salvation is the miracle of allowing and knowing and having the the, the clarity of vision in you to so one of the greatest miracles is to know that God's vision in me is alive and I'm walking in it and I'm breathing in it and I'm moving in it I pray for you tonight your vision is not dying your vision will come to life your vision is coming to fruition I pray heavenly Father for your people tonight Lord God let success be the second name in this year of double honor Honor them, oh God. Some people here, some of us have experienced so much shame. God, but this year you said that you'll remove it and instead of it, instead of it, instead of it, that means you will replace it. That means you will trade it in. So we trade in our shame for your double honor tonight. We trade it in. We bring it, we trade it. We give you our shame as you give us the double honor. Give it to them tonight. Give it to them tonight. Give it to them tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, if you're a believer, put your hands together tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. We hope that God blessed you through this word, and we hope that you can be a partner, subscribe, and share with your friends. We can't wait to see you next time. God bless you.